He did not have any symptoms. I don't know what it was. He just wasn't himself. The kind of thing you just, you do not want to see on a radiograph. I literally fell to my knees and sobbed like a baby. Maybe the care that we're providing is prolonging suffering rather than ameliorating suffering. There's no black and white. This is not a general wellness, simple, straightforward visit. A lot of times people come to us too late and that's just so frustrating. It is heart breaking. Cancer is the number one cause of death right now in dogs. Regardless of whether it's a benign cancer or malignant cancer, early detection is so key. But yet reality always comes into play. You don't have to get rid of hope because hope is a great thing to have. Just it's not that simple. There's a subjective period of time when euthanasia is a good decision. What feels right to you as an owner, right? Like there's no right or wrong. It's really what's best for the patient. To be honest, a cookie cutter approach would be a little bit inappropriate. Preparing for the end is not giving up. If a patient lives 10 more years, but they're miserable the entire time, they haven't been helped. You by far are the best judge of your companion's quality of life and expectations. My client's choice is there for me to support. So in those countries where assisted suicide is legal, that is an act of kindness. There is no veterinarian on this planet who wants your pet to be sick so they can make more money. I think I would be surprised if most people aren't emotional when they hear that their pet has cancer. I don't care if you're a pain in the ass, like, you know, be a pain in the ass for the sake of your patient. It's almost like you have to ask your dog, how would you feel about this? It just makes sense. And we're now looking at where these dogs live and whether it's close to areas of oil and gas drilling or particularly fracking. How do we get the conventional oncologists to open up their minds? You know, it's always good to kind of be open to exploring different options. Acupuncture is strictly scientific. You know, we've got some tried and true, but there's always something else that may be better. Nothing is as good as having routine veterinary care. But he called me and said, I thought the techs put up the wrong x-ray for me because it was gone. The purpose of this haifu is to try and kill the cancer cells. Day three, she called me and was like, oh my God, she's eating. I was like, what do you mean she's eating? It actually works. He had zero side effects to that chemo. Lymphocytes melt like butter in the face of chemotherapy and radiation. One of the reasons I don't mind recommending chemo is dogs tolerate chemo really well. They know that they don't want vaccines pushed and they know that they don't want drugs and chemicals pushed. They want to know that there are alternatives. In vet school, not one veterinarian ever learned about the endocannabinoid. System. Some people will treat dogs like the most valued matriarch or patriarch of their family, and some people will treat dogs as dinner. How can this possibly be that you can detect cancer with just a blood test? It's based on the diagnosis of cancer you have. It has nothing to do with the patient that's in front of you. And in my experience, that's not how you win the war at all. Nutrition is huge. The whole reason I started doing this, it was because I've watched hundreds of dogs with lymphoma die. I would also say enlist the support of holistic or naturopath veterinarian. They become like little organs, like little aliens, and then you're feeding the cancers in that way. Holy moly. This plant is unlike any other plant I have ever read about. You can have a tumor within a tumor. Genomics can really help out there. The AVMA does have a clinical trial database. So we're limited on how much chemo we can give. CBD, like what is CBD? I do know that essential oils will make them feel better. The way I see it is that everybody has cancer all the time. If you're a scientist, changing your mind in the face of new evidence is not flip-flopping. It's the scientific method. You can't cover our mouths and allow us not to help animals. I mean, we all took an oath to help and do no harm. 
harm. Let's never stop asking questions. I don't save lives, I postpone death. I've seen it do fantastic things. Within my first week of work, I met a patient who changed my life. He changed my perception, he changed my thought, he changed my life, he changed how I practiced, and he changed how I lived as a person. Okay, so you got this diagnosis, but you know what? There's things that you can do 